Hello, hello, and welcome to the Stop Shooting All Over Yourself podcast, the place where you come to um, stop doing all the things in your business. Uh, one of the things that I have found as a business owner is that I am constantly telling myself that I should be doing something or that I feel like I should not have done something. Even if I'm in the middle of doing something like right now, I'm like, oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. Other times I find myself doing things that I do just because someone told me that I should do them. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is the thing I should be doing. But I haven't really seen any results from it in a long time. Um, over the years, I've had a number of these things appear and it made me realize that there are a lot of things that all of us are doing in our businesses that really you don't need to be doing. When you get rid of them, um, you find that you have more time, you make more money, you have more customers, everything is better in your life. And a lot of these things that you hang on to because you feel like you should do them were really more like pacifiers or almost like self-soothing techniques that you did to make yourself feel like you were doing something for your business. Uh, but really it was, it was just a pacifier. It wasn't giving you any actual nutrition uh, into your business. And this is really normal for business owners, but it's important that we be aware of what those things are so that you or I or anyone who falls, finds themselves in that position can be like, okay, do I really want to be doing this or can I discard this? So today we're going to talk about, um, this belief uh, that we all have, or we all had, or somebody, whether you have it or have it now, or had it before, that um, in order for you to be successful, you need a lot of followers, okay? So you need a lot of followers, which means that um, if you feel like you need a lot of followers, you're gonna be taking on a lot of activities that help you get followers, whatever those may be. So that could be Facebook ads, that could be like ladders, that could be loops, and we're gonna go into them in more detail later on. Uh, they could be like uh, doing giveaways for shares, tags, like for like. There's a whole number, a whole lot of different things that people do to get more followers just for the numbers. Um, but the, each of those activities takes time, right? It takes time out of your day. So if you're spending like, say, half an hour going out and prospecting and inviting all of your friends on your list to like your page, then that's half an hour you haven't spent on something else that would actually make you money. And what I found over the years with, with uh, my clients and people who, who I've worked with um, is that uh, we're spending a lot of time chasing followers that won't ever give us the, the lift that we're looking for, the income or the engagement. And when I first realized this several years ago, um, I, I remember I went to Car uh, this, um, oh my God, what was her name? Uh, Kelly Mirabella's site. And she didn't have the number of followers that I thought she quote unquote should have. Um, based off of the, her success and the amount of money she was making and how well she was doing. And I was like, this just doesn't make any sense to me. How is it that you can have few followers and be doing so well? And this was probably in 2017, right? And so I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm realizing that, okay, wait a minute. If I've seen more people like this, it's not just her. There's a lot of people I've seen who I know the money they're making, um, because we've talked. I know their profit margin. I know what's going on and they don't have many followers. I'm like, how is this happening? If that's the case, then what the, something is off, right? So it's like, what is, what is off here? Because until that point, I had just been chasing followers. The thing is, is that social media is a changing landscape. And we all know that like generally speaking, but when it comes down to the activities that we do on a day-to-day -day basis, we don't really think about how that impacts our day-to-day -day workflow, right? Uh, running a business is a very, very challenging thing in and of itself. But then when you're also trying to figure out how to stay on top of social media, it's chaotic, right? Now, I'm a member of um, a lot of networking and social groups on Facebook, right? And I've been in a lot of, uh, a lot of team pages and direct sales pages. And when, I'm, when I have um, 
you know, when I'm in those groups, one of the types of posts that really sort of gets my goat, <laughs> this is not a term I use often, but that's actually literally the term that came to mind when I thought of this. So I was like, all right, I'll use it, right? Is posts like, let's support each other, drop your link and we'll follow each other. Okay, so there's, you've probably seen that post somewhere where everybody then puts their link in and everyone follows them. Um, where there are, you may have had events where that um, are called loops. I don't know if they people do them anymore, but there's still things where if you're in a brand new direct sales company, this is definitely something that's going to pop up where you do a, a group sale of like five or six business owners doing the sale together. And then um, part of it, part of the, the, the event itself is that you have to follow the pages for all the people who are selling in that particular event. Um, maybe you've heard... Uh, from your upline or from other coaches, make sure that you're doing giveaways for shares, that you're asking your followers to share, 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 share everywhere. You want as many shares as possible. You really have to get a lot of shares. So you're looking for shares to get as many followers or viewers as you can. Okay. Now I'm going to use the term followers, but, and I might draw the distinction between viewers at some point in time, but really right now we're just talking about the numbers. Um, and um, I'll draw the distinction when it's necessary, but usually these things are going to come, they're going to be hand in hand. Um, do giveaways for adding people. That's another big one where it's like, I make a post that says, okay, guys, add five of your friends. And if you add five of your friends and tag them in here, then I will, you'll be entered to win blah. Right. So those are the kinds of things that I see in these groups a lot in terms of, oh my God, are you guys having trouble with engagement? Are you having trouble with reach? Are you having trouble with this here? Try these things and this will increase what, you know, your, your sales. Now, the reason why these posts upset me so much is because honestly, these are the blind leading the blind. I see it and I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing? Um, if you are the person who makes posts like these, please stop, please stop making posts like these. And if you see posts like these, please just ignore them. These aren't just, um, it's harmless if I do it. These are, if you do it, you are stabbing your business in the foot repeatedly with a very dull knife that is quite painful and probably rusted. It's in bad, bad shape, right? Um, the actions that you take from these posts and that other people may take from these posts may actually give you like a quick boost because you're doing something different from what you were doing before. And when Facebook sees that you're doing something different than you were doing before, it rewards it. So you might see an immediate bump, but it won't last. It just does a quick reward and then it'll drop down because Facebook is actually also looking for a lot of other things. And if it doesn't get that feedback from the people, then it's not going to continue to show your stuff off. And in fact, it will, because of the, the, because of this activity and how it impacts the algorithm, it'll actually now start to diminish your reach even more. It might give you a, a brief boost because you're feeling like, because you're trying something new, you feel more confident, you feel better. And so you show up more confidently and you show up more excited. And as a result, your audience is more enthused. So you may see a bump from there, but that usually doesn't last also. Uh, or it just won't work at all. And it will just continue to push your reach and engagement down further and further. I will tell you, when I see those posts, there are going to be anomalies where there are people who do well despite doing these things. But for the most part, when I see those posts, I know that the people who are engaging in that post are going to have a very, very hard time in their business moving forward. It does not, it, it actually makes things so much harder for you. It doesn't create the freedom and ongoing sales that will give you the feeling that you're looking for for your business. In fact, these activities will keep you in a position where the way that you're working now, the amount of time that you have to work now, the amount of things that you have to do now, the exhaustion that you feel, that will be the way you always have to work, okay? So if, if this is the way that you are growing, then you will be working like this for the rest of your life until you decide to do something else with you. You're not creating freedom, you're creating shackles, okay? Um, and this is really important, right? Let that sink in. You're looking for some kind of future that you dream of, and these actions 
are the ones that will keep you from that future. Okay, they're keeping you from the future. But why? This is the question, right? This is the big question, okay? Like, and this is, I mean, you gotta ask yourself. You're probably asking yourself now. Why do we do these things, right? Okay, so I get it. So let's say you're like, yes, I get it. I hear you, Manessa. I'm totally on board. Um, this is why are we doing that? Like, I shouldn't be doing these things. But I am curious. Why did we even start if they're so bad? If these things are so bad that it's like taking poison, why do we even do these things, right? Here's why. The reason why we do these things is because prior to 2017, um, so the entire decades before 2017 with social media, um, it was a very different ball game in that Facebook had the algorithm written as did everybody else, Twitter and Instagram and everybody was about the numbers. Okay. It was about the numbers. The more numbers you had, the better. So the goal was always get as many followers as you can and make as many posts as you can. Okay. And then as long as you do those two things, you will grow. And that was the case for a very, very long time. So it's not like somebody just made this stuff up out of whole cloth and was like, oh, here, look, this will work. Sure. Look at these suckers. They're all going to believe it. That's totally not how it happened. The way that happened was is it worked and it was the right thing to do for many, many years. And so we all did it for many, many years and it worked and everything's happy and we're all making money. And it's fabulous. Yay. Right. Then 2017 comes. And when 2017 comes, it was April 2017. And seriously, this like, I remember <laughs> the, the April that will live on in infamy as Facebook released their new algorithmic rules and their new algorithmic rules were exactly the opposite of what existed before. Now quantity was your enemy. Now it's about really, really honing in on your exact audience and some other very specific indicators that they talk about, right? Um, and there's a link, by the way, in um, the uh, description for this uh, this post on the live version that's done on the, the Direct to Success Business page that has some resource links that will help you with this. Uh, the talking about what, what kind of changes Facebook made and how they operate and how they impact you. But the key is, is that they did make those changes. And when they made those changes, suddenly the thing that became more important was the quality of what you're doing and how well you're able to connect with the people that you're trying to connect with. Back in the day, the reason why numbers worked is because when things are new, right, it doesn't matter what you're selling or what you're doing. The new hotness is enough to get people doing what they're doing. Like when Facebook was brand new, we were all excited just to poke each other, right? Like, I mean, if somebody could sell me something on Facebook, ah, that's mind blowing. Take all my money. When something is new, you're just going to do it because it's so fun and new. But after social media had been around for a really long time and social selling became a thing and it had been around for a really long time, now suddenly the newness, the, the hotness wore off. And so now people were leaving the platform. So Facebook hired a bunch of psychologists and a whole bunch of behavioral analysis, blah, blah, blah. And they basically stated the things that we talk about now, which is that people will leave if they do not feel emotionally engaged and they don't feel like they are part of a community and relationships. And so as a result, Facebook changed the algorithm, right? So now it's really more about quality. Um, but not everybody has gotten to that space yet, right? Because when I talk about quality, I don't just mean quality of the post that you're writing. I mean quality of the audience person that you're looking for, right? So every single one of you is on here. And when I say quality, I don't mean good or bad. I mean quality in terms of good fit for me, right? Or good fit for you. Um, so you guys are all here because you are a good fit for me, right? You are a quality 
consumer of my content because you enjoy what I put out and I focus on putting content out specifically for you. And it creates a symbiotic relationship between the two of us where I give you what you want and you take it and you like it and then you give me money later on for when I sell something. That's sort of how it works, right? Many other um, social media platforms are following suit as well to where they want you to be looking for people who are specifically your audience and they want you to be creating content specifically for them. They don't want you to simply get all the people. Now what happens? Okay. Let's just, let's, let's talk about who all the people are, right? Cause like if I have you because you're my market and I know who you are, right? Um, let's say I go out there and I gather, but I think I have what 10,000 followers on this page and nine or 10,000. I'm somewhere there. Right? So let's say I go out and I do one of these, like I put say, you know, $10,000 behind an ad to just get all of the most random likes in the world. Um, and I, um, also participate in a whole bunch of like ladders and I, my, my follower count now becomes 30,000. Okay. So now I have 10,000 and I'm, I'm going to assume that only 5,000 people of this 10 are like my, my like hardcore, like people who follow me, who were looking at my posts, who are doing all the things, right? So 5,000 out of 10, which is 50%. When I get to 30,000, now I'm probably looking more at 30%, 33%, which is 10,000 people, but it's a lesser percentage. Okay. Now why that's important is that Facebook shows your content to a percentage of people. Okay. So if you aren't, um, if you don't have your people in there and you have 20,000 randos out there who are not interested ever in what it is that you're going to do, or they're all people who are in your industry, or they're all people who just said like, 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 just because like, okay, I want to win something or somebody added me to something or whatever, then that means that you have a higher likelihood of your content being shown to people who don't care than people who do care. Which means now, even if you spend a lot of time writing the perfect post, chances of the people who need to see it seeing it are slim. So now, because you have higher numbers, you are going to have less reach, less engagement, because you're having a harder time hitting the right people. But if you have a smaller, more engaged audience, then more people show up that are actually the right people, which means that those people are the ones who will eventually give you money. Okay, so now... It, if you have, so, um, we earlier were talking with Margie and Margie was saying how she had seen somebody who had uh, 200, um, viewers, but no sales. Meanwhile, my sister can have 60 viewers and sell out her entire rack. It's not about the numbers. It's about the people that are there. And as long as you're focusing on the numbers, business is going to be very, very hard for you. Very, very hard for you. Okay. So what is the solution, right? So if, if it doesn't matter how many people you have, right, and it is the kind of content that you provide those people with, then what, what, what exactly are we doing? How should you approach it? Okay, so here's how you want to approach it. The first thing is, is you don't want to think about what to say, when to say it, or how many people you can get. Okay, what to say, when to say it, or how many people you can get. Those are not the key important things. Okay, what is important is why, who you're talking to and why you want to talk to them in the first place, okay? So to say this again, like in a different way, the pressure that you're putting on yourself right now about what to say is irrelevant. You're putting that pressure on yourself. It doesn't need to be there, okay? 
because it's more about the why you're saying it because the why will tell you what to say. There's no question about what to say when you know why you're saying it. So let me give you an example. We have a few different things. Let's say that people sell, you sell clothing, your coach, your makeup, food. Um, let's start by using me as an example, right? Um, why do I want to talk to you in particular? Okay, who are you and why do I want to talk to you? When I worked at, when I was a LuLaRoe retailer, my, what I discovered was that the people that I was surrounded by were women, moms, underappreciated, had a brilliant, uh, motivated, uh, dedicated, uh, like I think of them as mama bears, right? As the, the, the ones who will do anything and whatever it takes to make sure that they are taking care of their family, right? Those are the people that I was surrounded by. Um, great, fabulous women. Problem, problem with the women, uh, is that, um, you, they, you, they felt like they were failures because they weren't seeing the results they wanted to. Right. And then over the last several years, this is like, it started at LuLaRoe, but I've seen it since then in boutiques. I've seen it in coaching. I've seen it in uh, small retail shops. It's all over the place. This is not a unique to LuLaRoe. That's just where I was introduced to it. Um, this, that there are so many brilliant, dedicated, driven women who are, who now have an opportunity to run a business. But I realized what I learned there was that you weren't being given the training that you needed and you weren't being given the information that you needed. And a lot of the information you were being given was regurgitated old information that was going to hold you back. And so, but best of intentions, but it was still holding you back. Right? So now You've got all these great qualities in terms of running a business, but it's being stomped into the ground and destroyed because you're not being given the training that you need. Again, like I said, this is across the board. I just happened to learn in that space. So I was like, oh my God, like I saw myself in you because I felt the same way. I saw my mother in you because I saw how she didn't even, she, she had a business and she also struggled with these things, right? I actually forgot she had a business. She, I have a, she made uh, bookends and things like that. Like a uh, wooden, uh, so cute. I have, I have a bunch of her stuff, but um, uh, I saw myself in you. I saw my mom in you, but I also saw that I knew how to fix it. I knew the solution. I was like, Oh my God, as I started to study, I'm like, Oh my God, I get this. And over the years, I've only gotten better and better at it. But I started because I wanted to help you feel, uh, no, um, enjoy the, uh, the process of running a business again. I wanted you to, I wanted to help you get back to that space and that you felt in the first three months when you started your business where you were like, oh my God, I'm so happy and I'm so excited. All those things. That's what I wanted to help you get to, right? So I know who you are and I know why I started my business. Okay, so those are two things that I know, okay? So what I write is gonna be based entirely off of why I'm running the business, right? I don't need to post all the time or post all the things. I just need to make sure that I'm talking to a specific person about a specific problem, right? So today's live is just that. I didn't agonize over what I should say. For me, it's why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Uh, because I don't want you to uh, feel like a failure under the weight of 10,000 followers and zero sales, right? So that's my why. So my what I'm gonna say becomes easy after that. So the question that you wanna ask yourself is why do you wanna talk to your audience, right? Like whatever you sell, whether it's clothes, you're a coach, you do makeup, food, whatever it is, you know, direct sales, why do you wanna talk to your audience? If it's just to sell, then that's your problem. <laughs> if it's just to sell, then that is 100% your problem. People aren't buying because all you're trying to do is sell and that turns people off. So that right there and then, you know your problem is, right? And I'll get to how you how we can solve that in a minute, but that's the, that's the problem. Um, because here's the thing, Target also just wants to sell. 
Okay, so you just want to sell and Target also just wants to sell. Target has $980 billion, okay, million, I think it's a million, 980 million that they put towards their marketing and you don't, okay? So now you have two people who just want to sell stuff, who have no other reason except I just want to sell. Target's always going to win. As small business owners, we have to have something else. We need something else because that's the that's the little lever that gets us into our audience's world that then gets them to look at us instead of Target, right? So that they're not like, oh, I need to get um, candy for Halloween. I should go to Target. No, no, no. I need to get candy for Halloween. I should message Syrah and see what she has coming, right? That's what you want them to think. And the only way to actually do that is to get past the selling thing, dig deeper. Why did you start your business, right? Um, if you sell clothes, was it because you hated going into dressing rooms or you hated shopping and you wanted to create a space where people felt safe and comfortable regardless of their size? Like that's, and that's a why. Okay, your posts will help with that. So what kinds of posts can you make to help with that? If it's makeup, maybe you're really, really good at it and all your friends are like, oh my God, I'm terrible at doing makeup uh, and they're always asking you for tips. So your business started because of that and now you sell makeup. Well, if it's because you wanted to help women do better at putting on makeup, well then do tutorials on how to put on makeup, right? Because your why is to help them put on makeup better. The only way to do that is to show them how, so show them how, right? The key solution here, and this is gonna be mind-blowingly annoying to hear, but also perhaps freeing, is that Facebook is not a major part of your business. It is right now because you've made it that way. But in a healthy business, it's really not. It, Facebook is one of a very small, it's, it's one of five pillars and it's a small pillar. It's a fairly tiny pillar, barely, barely relevant, honestly. Because once you're done putting the system in place, you can replace Facebook with anything. You can replace it with Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, it doesn't matter, Clubhouse. You can literally replace Facebook with whatever you want. That's how inconsequential Facebook is to your business when your business is healthy, right? In today's world, unfortunately, business owners prioritize it and focus on it above all other things to where you're trying to solve non-Facebook problems with Facebook. The fact that you don't have a lot of sales, aren't getting a lot of engagement and things like that is not because you don't have enough followers. It's because you are not at the core of who am I talking to and why am I talking to them? that's where the issue comes. And that has nothing to do with Facebook. You're going to have that problem whether you're sending an email, whether you're doing Instagram, or you're talking to somebody face-to-face. -face. Who am I talking to and why? Why? Before you're going to be able to grow, the first thing you need to know is who you're serving and why they would buy from you. Because once they know why they would buy from you, it really doesn't matter if you have 10 followers on Facebook or 4,000, you will make all of the money you want to make. You will, like literally, you'll be making 10, 20, 30, $40,000 and have 40 followers. It doesn't matter. 20 viewers on your lives. It doesn't matter. And um, it starts with this perspective. But, um, but if you don't know that, so let's say you don't know what I just told you, then you are going to follow the followers. You are going to chase people and you are going to try to get people like you. And it's just going to get harder and harder and harder because that's just not how the algorithm works. That's not how sales works. That's just not how growth works, right? So here are the things that you can do right now. Okay, so first of all, I know that some of you may have already done some of these things. So you may be in this position where you're like, oh my God, I've ruined my business. Don't worry, you haven't ruined your business. You can actually come back from this like ridiculously fast. Here are the three things that you can do to come back from this, okay? The first is uh, remove dead weight from your groups or pages if you're under a couple thousand followers. So if you're under a couple thousand followers, just remove like 20 or 30 people and then wait then remove 20 or 30 people and then wait and see what happens. Usually 20 or 30, wait a couple weeks, 20 or 30, wait a couple weeks and just kind of bring yourself down. 
if you have a group that is 5,000 followers or more, 5,000 members or more, um, and you've, um, you've done this, you can either, uh, there's two things you can do. You can either, uh, resurrect it or you can start a new group. Uh, either way works, but with that number, it might take a long time to get everybody resurrected. Okay. Give yourself a break. You only need three to five non-sales posts each week but you have to be writing them to the right people. Okay. So the way that you're going to be able to do that is head over to the direct to success business page. You can do that by just going to manessa.com and find the live podcast of this. And there's a link in there and they're going to be, these links will be also in the show notes. Uh, but, uh, they'll take you to the target audience and then to the keyword training. And both of those will really, really help you to get a clear understanding of exactly why this works the way it does mechanically. Like, it was with this diagrams and everything. Um, and then it'll show you exactly how to resurrect people, you know, how to resurrect people, how to use keywords to grow. Um, those are critical, critical steps. Now it, it may seem like those are tiny steps, but I will tell you figuring out your target audience, which is in the link for the show in the show notes and in the description is the number one, most important thing you're going to be able to do the absolute number one thing that you can do. Um, now, usually I have a long thing I put at the end of the podcast wrapping everything up for you because this lesson, um, but because this lesson is so, so important, I want to end with this. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. And if you're participating in, um, and if you're participating in like ladders, loops, or doing ads just to get your numbers up, that is the exact reason your business isn't growing. Okay. Marinate on that for a little bit. It's going to take time to sort of, if you're, this is a new idea for you, it's going to be like, what the hell is she even saying? Uh, it took me a while to sort of like really internalize this myself when I, when I went through the process, I remember, uh, it's a horrible feeling to recognize that the very tool that you're using to grow is the tool that is like suffocating you. It's awful. And I remember when I realized that I felt sick because I was like, Oh my God, have I ruined everything? Am I going to be able to come back from this? Like, have I doomed myself to an eternity of business failure? You have absolutely not. Don't even worry about it because even if you have done this, it is not permanent and you will see changes almost immediately from removing dead weight and really getting clear on your target audience. Those are like two main, main things that will change the entire trajectory of your business. Not just this podcast, but like anything that you've listened to from me, right? Um, so don't wait. Okay. This is the thing. The key is not to wait. Just stop participating in all of those things that don't help you and get started in the steps from this podcast. And before you know it, you will be messaging me to tell me how awesome your business is doing. And I honestly, I cannot wait to hear that because you will. But do not keep this nugget to yourself. Please don't. Be sure to review it on whatever podcast software that you're listening to it on so that other business owners can get in on these sweet tips as well. And I will see you next week.